If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Momo it. When you tire for the long queue in the supermarket, just Momo it. And when you really want that beautiful new blouse too, just Momo it. And when you won't get that, when you go get fresh to impress, yeah, you know who. Just Momo it. And when you need to pay that your utility bill and domestic staff say, just Momo it. And when you won't send love to the family for back home, just Momo it. So many ways, girl. When you go feel use your MTM Momo wallet, oh, make payments, it's can to pay. When you go use the QR codes, or you go feel use the merchant ID or on bank BOS terminals. You can feel also transfer money between mobile money wallets and bank account all on MTN Mobile. Enjoy real convenience in all your financial transactions and live life the brighter way with MTN Mobile. We are good together. Just mobile it. We're there for you everywhere you go. UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we are poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you.
Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, chaired by Comfort, with support from the crew. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation in partnership with your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. This broadcast is made possible by our team of sponsors led by MTN, MTN Pulse, Just B, UMB Bank, UMB Speed Up, DigiBank, Let's Go, the Enterprise Group, Enterprise Your Advantage, and Access Pension Trust, your reliable partner in pensions. Last week, we began a journey, a two-part journey, curating some previous messages to bring you perspective on the year that is ahead. Last week, we spoke about reinventing how to seize the initiative in an increasingly digitized world. Many of you sent your very interesting perspectives about a message shared a couple of years ago and how relevant it was or is even in a contemporary sense today. We go now back even a year further to March of 2018 to a message shared at the Global Convocation that I believe will be very beneficial to you. So today we are talking about the wooden horse of Troy. The wooden horse of Troy. And it's in line with the theme for that year, which is strategy, technology, and world creation. Are these familiar? Strategy, very relevant today. Technology, even more relevant today than it was three years ago. And world creation. Let's go through this presentation, which will touch on your market or battleground, your unique sense of value, the resources you require this year, and very importantly, how to build sustainable advantage. And all this is woven around a Greek myth or a Greek story, the ancient horse of Troy. Stay with us. Please don't go away. For this year's Springboard Roadshow, the 12th annual edition of the National Personal Development Conference, we chose the theme Leveraging Strategy and Technology. It is this theme and the three pillars of strategy, technology, and wealth creation that we have preached over the past month in the various cities that we have found ourselves in. Friends, life is a contest of ideas and solutions. Let's all say ideas. Let's all say solutions. And so in every field of endeavor, whether it's in sports, education, in business, in any field of endeavor, the individual, the company, the nation with superior solutions and the ability to flawlessly execute them would always have an advantage. Let's all see advantage. And so, strategy is ultimately about positioning yourself for long-term advantage. Let me start my presentation and say that I'm speaking today along the theme, but I've chosen the topic the wooden horse of Troy. The wooden horse of Troy. The wooden horse of Troy. Whether you are an individual, a company, 
a not-for-profit or a nation, there are four important questions every good strategy must address. The first one is your market or your battleground. Let's say battleground. So your market or battleground is simply where do you want to compete? Which problem do you want to solve? What is your area of interest? Now this question or the answer to this question is the cornerstone or the anchor bolt around which your whole strategy revolves. Several other important decisions will emanate from the answer to this question. Avoid trying to be all things to all people because you will dissipate your energies and become totally ineffective. Your strategy battleground defines what you will do and what you will not do in life. Let's all say battleground. Let's say market. The second imperative for all of us is your unique value. Your unique value. What makes you special? How do you position yourself in comparison to the competition? What core skills or competencies do you have or capabilities that make you superior? Is it writing skills, research, speed, software, expertise, networks, technology? Or do you have a base of loyal clients that keep coming back to you because of what you offer? What is your unique value? I look at my life and I say my unique or my battleground personally is developing people. And so I deploy knowledge-based products and services to provide hope and direction and inspiration to my target audience. My unique value proposition is the ability to communicate simply and clearly and to observe and understand patterns of human behavior. That brings me to the third strategic imperative. Everybody must ask yourself a question. What resources do I need? Because if you want to get somewhere, if you want to achieve an objective, you will need resources. Determine what you need to achieve your goals. It might be financial, human, technological. It may be a connection, a relationship. It may be logistics. It may even be intellectual. Something you need to know to become a better person. Clearly define what you need. The fourth imperative is sustained advantage. And that is important because imagine that you shine today and then you flop tomorrow. Imagine that your company wins Ghana Club 100 or number one in your field this year and then next year you are just struggling to hold on. Or you win the best worker award for one month and next month you are suspended for misbehavior or fraud. May it not be so for you. 
So the, the, the fourth imperative is, is about not just having an advantage, but sustaining that advantage. How do you remain at the cutting edge or the top of the competitive tree? How do you lock down that promotion? How do you ensure that your success is not short-lived? And that requires constantly reviewing your strategy and updating your knowledge and skills. So, what happens when you are very good? You know you are good. But the one objective that you have set for yourself, you are not achieving it. And you try and try and try, but you fail to get the result you desire. That is the crux of the story that is the lead story in my presentation today. I want to talk about the Trojan War. Several thousands of years ago, I love Greek mythology. One of my favorite readings of all is the story of the Trojan War as captured in the writings of the poet Homer. Books like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Actually, these books were given to me by my grandfather. So I read them with a lot of zest. And the Trojan War revolved around Queen Helen, who was said to be the most beautiful woman in the world. They actually believed that Helen was the daughter of Zeus, the, the king of the Greek gods. So when it got to time for Helen to marry, being the most beautiful woman in the world, several kings and princes lined up and came from across the world to seek her hand, bringing gifts with them. Eventually, it was agreed that there would be a competition between her suitors for her hand in marriage. Menelaus, who later became King Menelaus of Sparta, emerged victorious. And so they got married and were supposed to live happily ever after. Until one handsome Trojan prince called Paris came around, and I don't know what he told Helen. But he disappeared with Helen and they went off to Troy. And so King Menelaus woke up one day and did not have a queen. But interestingly, all the men who came to seek Helen's hand in marriage signed a contract, an oath, that because she was beautiful, somebody will by all means try to abduct her. So whoever wins, if somebody abducts her, all those kings and princes will come together and go to war against that person. So when Helen was truthfully abducted, all the kings of Greece and all those who had sought Helen's hand in marriage were obliged. So they gathered or marshaled a fleet of 1,000 ships and the largest army in the world, featuring people like King Agamemnon, Odysseus, and the great Achilles. They set out to recover Helen of Troy. That was the only objective. So, strategy number one, they sent two representatives. Please, go and have dialogue with them. Explain that this woman is not just our queen, but she's the most beautiful woman in the world. So, please surrender her peacefully and everything will be fine. Of course, you can guess the answer. The dialogue failed. Strategy number one did not work. It left them with no option 
But you go to strategy number two, which was all-out war. So 1,000 ships and a huge army went against the Trojans. But something happened. Troy had very well-fortified walls and an equally strong army, including Paris himself, Hector, and all their soldiers. And so for 10 years, the Greeks fought against the Trojans and could not bring down Troy. Several people died in the process. The truth is, my friends, strategy number two did not work after 10 years. How long does it take to fight for a woman? So, at the end of the 10th year, it was decided that something superior must be deployed in terms of strategy. So, Odysseus brought a very intelligent, unprecedented solution. And he described it to the generals and literally got the Greeks to build a horse that was wooden and that was hollow. And the horse was a giant horse that could conceal 30 to 40 elite soldiers in the horse and two of them in the head acting as eyes. And so they built the horse in three days. And on the third night, put the cracked soldiers in the horse, bent their tents on the beaches of Troy, and took off with their ships. Of course, the next morning, when the Trojans woke up, it was a celebration. Now you are tired. After 10 years of trying, you have given up. So the Trojans came out rejoicing and dancing. And then, guess what? The horse had wheels. So they pushed the horse into the city of Troy. And the Greeks did something even more interesting. The emblem of Troy was a horse. So it was an animal they loved and revered. So they chose right. If they had done the wooden cow of Troy, they would have left it outside. <laughs> so they pushed the horse into the city. But to make it even more interesting, they were also mindful of the cultural perceptions of the Trojans. And so they wrote a note on the horse that said, as the Greeks depart, they leave this gift dedicated to the goddess Athena. So the, the Trojans push the horse right to the entrance of the temple of Athena in the middle of the city of Troy. They go to bed drunk and excited and in the night the soldiers inside the horse open the door come out first open the gates to the city and light a fire. The moment the ships that were waiting on the sea see the fire they turn round and come back. Apparently they were not far away. They came back a thousand ships and set fire to the city of Troy, destroy the city, but most importantly, what was the objective? Pardon me? Helen! Helen! How can this story end without Helen? They got back Helen at great cost, but they got her back. What are the lessons from Troy 
as we gather in this global convocation to talk about strategy, technology, and wealth creation or advantage. What are the lessons for us? Lesson number one. Strategy is contextual. Let's all say contextual. Strategy is contextual and dynamic. That simply means that strategy varies from person to person and from situation to situation. It is scary that what works in a particular situation can fail abysmally if repeated in a similar situation but with slightly different variables. It is clear that throughout history, these Greeks had achieved success in several wars using first dialogue and then all-out war. So, what had worked before could be assumed to be effective. But it's amazing that after 10 years of trying brute force, eventually, the solution came from something in the mind that was designed and executed in three days. May somebody who has struggled with a particular issue for 10 years get a new understanding, a brain wave, a new way of reasoning that will unlock in three days what you have struggled to unlock for 10 years. Strategy is dynamic. What worked yesterday cannot work today. Don't assume that because something was done in a particular way last year, you are definite that it will work in the same way this year. If you've been unemployed, searching for business financing, trying to close a deal, launch a product, build a partnership, or a not-for-profit, and you have done it for years without success, stop blaming others and re-examine your approach. You may be working hard, but if the strategy is not right, re-examine it. In some cases, the same situation could arise twice and require a different approach. There's a biblical story about David in 2 Samuel chapter 5 when the Philistines deployed themselves against him in the valley of Rephaim. Interestingly, in the first one, he went to God and prayed and God said, go, frontal attack, like the Greeks. So he went, frontal attack, and he won. After breaking through and defeating them like water, Bible says, soon after, the same opponents, the Philistines, the same valley, Rephaim, the same army, they came there. Each of us would have said, ah, Afa. And gone with the same brutal, frontal strategy. But even if you think you are sure, pause and ask a few questions. Is the opponent wiser now than before? Have they learned from their mistake? Have they marshaled more forces? Is the market different? Is the landscape different? Even if it is one day, you may never tell. So David did his own soul searching and went to his own strategy partner, in this case God, and asked, should I go? God said, no, 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 don't go. Hold on a second. 
conventional thinking says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But God says, don't go. In 2 Samuel 5, 23, God says, you shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be that when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the trees, then you shall advance quickly. For the Lord will go before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him and drove the Philistines back. The lesson is simple. Two situations that are so similar. In one, the strategy was frontal attack. Second one, concealment and encirclement. I remember a friend of mine came out with a wonderful product when we finished university. Very good confectionery product. But there were principalities in that industry. And brilliant young entrepreneur, he came out and he started giving interviews. We will take them on. We will. The principalities and powers dealt with it very simply. They called all the major vendors and said, we have put our fridge in your place. Thou shalt not embrace any competitive product in your shop if you want us to keep supplying you. So all of a sudden, the same place that you went and they say, oh, the product is very nice. Anytime we put it on the shelf, within a few hours it is finished. You go there and they say, oh, today we won't buy. You go to the hotel and they say, oh, the chef says we should not buy it anymore. And the guy was scratching his head because the customers say the product is good, but the outlets have blocked you. Eventually, he got the message. He was dealing with strongholds. Should he go frontal attack? No. He went into the outskirts of Accra, the semi-rural areas, and began to build his strength, and build his strength, and build his strength. When he came back into the city, he had built bargaining power, and now he could compete. May somebody struggling with competition that is far bigger and stronger than you get an idea about how to use concealment and encirclement to find your solution. Somebody say, that's me. Strategy is contextual. The second thing that is contextual is technology. There are several technologies out there, but not all will work for you. Don't be fascinated by the complexity of technology. You must outthink, outpace, and outwit your competition. Let's all say outthink, outpace, and outwit. The competition is fast. They are strong. You must outthink them. So, how did the Greeks get to overpower the Trojans? They didn't build a wooden elephant. They understood their culture. So they designed the technology to match the culture of the people. They also knew that if the horse must be moved, it cannot be a metal horse or a concrete horse. So the choice of material was important. Measurement. If you build the horse and it gets to the gate and the horse is too tall and cannot enter the gate, that's it. Every kind of calculation had to be done to ensure that the horse will move into the city. If you will combine strategy and technology, you must be detail-oriented. Dot the various I's 
and cross the various T's. The horse had to be light in order to be moved. If it was going to carry soldiers, it required critical thinking, behavioral analysis, patience, timing, and flawless execution. Technology is not, not just about machines. It's about using information to design solutions and systems that give you advantage. In this book, 101 Keys to Achievement and Fulfillment, we cite a story about Jack Walsh and something that he did, PK's favorite business leader. So Jack Walsh was competing with Europe when he was CEO of General Electric. One day he invited his competitor to come and visit him. And when the competitor sat down, he couldn't concentrate on the conversation because lying in front of Jack Walsh was a book with his logo on it and his company name on it. And the title was Alternative Strategic Plan. <laughs> and he was lying in front of Jack Walsh, nicely designed, thick book. And the guy couldn't concentrate. So Jack Walsh was asking him questions and the guy was just looking at the book. What is inside this book? So eventually, he asked him, can I have a look? But of course, that's why he had put it there, to intimidate him. So he gave the book to him, and as the guy kept reading the book, or flipping through the pages, he kept nodding his head. And then he confessed that, but this strategy is better than the one we are using. How did you get it? He says, I gathered a bunch of young, smart guys and used scenario modeling and simulation to determine if we were running your company, what we would do over the next five to ten years. The guy just shook his head. They are running your company better than you from simulation and technology. And you are still in the corporate head office thinking that you are running this. They have a better understanding about how your business should be run. May that be somebody's story. So, as if that were not enough, it doesn't only happen in, 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 in business. In 2009, the English League Cup final, which was won by Manchester United, the greatest team in the world, All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was just a gift to my Liverpool friends. So, the English League Cup final 2009 caught the headlines not because Manchester won, but because the goalkeeper just before the penalties was caught looking at an iPod. So, they asked him, what was that? He said, the goalkeeping coach gave him an iPod to show how each of the opponents will play their penalties based on simulation, observing their behavior over the years. So for this person, dive to the right. For this person, stand there, don't move. He will kick it down the middle. <laughs> May somebody get ideas, understanding, insight to break through in difficult places. It can work in education, it can work in politics, it can work in sports, it can work in business. Technology is dynamic and contextual. The truth is, you have no business being ignorant about your competitors. Everything they do, you must know and understand it better than them. And technology is an enabler. The final point is on wealth creation. 
Wealth creation is contextual. The word leveraging in our theme simply means gaining an advantage by tapping into the strength inherent in something. When we say we are leveraging strategy and technology, it is evident that we want to have some advantage. Of course, considering our African context and our Ghanaian situation, that advantage, we chose to bring it down to world creation. But for the Greeks, the advantage they wanted was not gold. They wanted their wife back. So, your combination of strategy and technology must give you an advantage that you seek, which advantage may not mean something to someone else. So the king of Sparta fought for 10 years to recover his wife. Talking about recovering his wife, I'm sure you remember that Jacob worked for 14 years for his wife. So maybe, who knows, there may be somebody here too working for a number of years to get a wife. It is in order. Whatever it is that your objective is, a combination of strategy and technology can give you an advantage. One thing stands out, my friends. Strategy is contextual. Technology is contextual. And wealth creation or advantage are also contextual. To the person looking for a job, heaven is when he finds that job or she finds that job. For the person looking for capital, all they are looking for is a minute of reverend support time to convince her to give him a loan or her a loan. The person looking for technology solutions is timing early so that when they close, he or she will cross them as they say and ask them their questions. The person who wants to raise money through investment is looking for a menu or could you die to answer their questions about how they can raise a million in investment. Let me conclude by saying that as we gather today at Springboard, it is my prayer that the thousands escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Present here, and the over a million who watch this broadcast across the world will find this program a springboard to the realization of their most important goals and aspirations. I don't know what you are looking for. I can't tell what it is that is on your heart, but I know one thing. If you take everything that you've learned from the three thematic presentations and the pointers I've shared with you, one thing is certain. A year from now, two years from now, five years from now, you can never be the same. Let me thank you for coming and let me pray that your dreams will become a reality. God bless our homeland Ghana and make our nation truly great and strong. Thank you.
guest, Dr. Nanadazi Gansa, as we explore the themes from the wooden horse of Troy. Dr. Gansa, let me start with Greek mythology. For a doctor, you read widely. Let me, let me find out. Are you also a lover of Greek mythology? Absolutely. Um, I think I read it the first time when I was maybe 12 or 13, and I still go back and read the stories. I th- I th- the story of the wooden horse of Troy was extremely well written. I mean, I look back at even as an impressionable teenager reading those books, wondering how they could write so well so many years ago. And it's it's poetry. It's a, it's a narrative poem, if you think of it. And it actually captures only the very last portion of the war, uh, when uh, through the canon of Odysseus, they won the war. And so to, to get a whole idea of that 10-year stretch, you have to sort of read outside that also. Right, right. which I did. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so what was the impression of, of the story of the Trojan War? To me, the, the Trojan War, like most myths, um, encapsulates human uh, behavior, humanity. The Trojan War, to me, is like starting a business or any other endeavor. You get an idea... That comes from seeing a problem, and in this case, somebody's wife was uh, abducted or eloped with someone else. And you come up with a plan to solve this problem, in which case was to attack Troy. Initially, they tried to solve it peacefully, but Paris wouldn't have any of it. And the Trojan War depicts almost every aspect of human behavior. Greed, deceitfulness, pride, courage, bravery. And uh, at the end of the day... The thing that saves all of this misery is creativity. And that's life. At the end of the day, creativity is what almost always saves the day. Who's your favorite character in the story? Uh, It has to be Odysseus. Why? I just like his canon and his creativity. Um, I really like the story that leads to the story. So he was one of the suitors of Helen. And so when the war broke out, or when there was time to go to war he didn't want to go so he pretended he was mad and when the other kings went to get him he was basically plowing his field and sowing salt uh, just like a madman would do Uh, one of the kings put his son in front of the plow to see if he was really that crazy and he stopped because of course he wasn't mad Um, later on he would take revenge on that particular king I just love this canon. Right. So you will prefer him to Achilles? Um, yes. The big question has been, how do you find strategy, technology, and advantage of world creation in a Greek story written thousands of years ago? But for me, the bigger question is about literature and lessons. What are your thoughts about the the lessons that get hidden in literature? The universality of thought that often emanates from several different stories. Uh, it's it's a treasure trove of experience, knowledge, and um, um, and opportunity. Uh, it's very interesting. What is even more amazing is what Google has done. Um, a lot of these really amazing tests have now been digitized, you know. So let's take one of my favorite old tests, is the Symposium by Plato. You find the whole test online, you can just read it. Um, some of these books are out of print and they are right there. And literature holds so very many lessons. I mean, it's, it's just amazing if you take time to read. And what I tell people is you really don't have to read a whole book. You can just concentrate on a chapter. Um, and you learn a whole lot. 
that that affects your life, that motivates your life, that guides your life. And it's just not being a matter of being book long. No, it's not. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, knowing is what makes a difference between a 10-year-old war and uh, victory. Talking about that, I mean, an, another theme that we explored was the fact that you can have a strategy that you think is so good. It's, it's served you well for years. I mean, whether it's, it's a job search, um, a business startup, fundraising, a political, a quest for political power. We've had people who've tried elections. I was driving here, and I happened to be passing um, the underpass earlier today, and I saw a particular candidate for a particular position um, in the national executive of a particular party. And I, I thought that that candidate had tried a number of times, but the candidate was back trying again. And I was asking myself, this candidate must, in, in addition to everything else, take time to review their strategy and ask themselves, is is there something I'm not doing right or I haven't done right in the previous campaigns and get it right this time? If not, you will keep trying. I mean, the fact that you are trying does not necessarily mean that you will succeed. What, what do you think of that? Uh, life is all about change. And uh, the, the human who cannot change is destined to go the way of the dinosaurs. Um, but historically, there have also been people who tried and tried and tried. Our present president, you know, tried several times before he made it. Um, but he changed. He changed. He changed exactly. Uh, Abraham Lincoln tried several times before he made it. So I guess those who succeed are those who are able to look back on their mistakes, learn from the mistakes, and forge ahead. Uh, so for a war that had been fought for 10 years yeah. and there was a stalemate, yeah. it's interesting that the idea that eventually brought a breakthrough was executed in three days. Exactly. Um, I, I'm a lover of American football, and the last Super Bowl was between the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, uh, the uh, New England Patriots. And they were evenly matched, and what won the game was a trick play. It was a trick play that the New England Patriots didn't even expect at all, and that turned the game. Uh, I think at a certain point in life, um, you have to look at what your options are and reverse course if need be. And that's where the creativity comes in. I mean, you bring home a point that is very interesting, that sometimes you are, I mean, for those who play chess, you are equally matched. Every move you make, the other party makes a counter move that neutralizes any advantage that you are seeking. And it goes on over and over and over. And it's only the one who's able to amend the approach and outthink outpace and and outwit the competition who eventually and very often is such a small margin the the, the margin between victory and defeat is so small sometimes it's so painful to lose under such circumstances it's a very interesting story from the American Civil War the the, uh, Sherman who was leading the American charge from up north uh, was caught at the mountains between Tennessee and Kentucky the southern army was stationed at the, the top of the hill and there was really no move um, he risked being decimated if he descended into the valley so what did he do he decided to move a mile at a time so anytime he moved a mile the south would retreat and he would stop and then he would move another mile the south would retreat before they knew it they were over the hill mm. and 
that was it. Um, Dr. Gansa, your closing thoughts on the wooden horse of Troy and the experience of distilling ideas about strategy, technology, and world creation from an age-old Greek myth. Well, myths, myths are great things. Uh, there, there is a fancy saying that uh, um, and translated it means you you don't you advise a wise son even if you look throughout history most people have couched serious advice in parables in myths in fables like Aesop the reason being that um, you want everybody to distill something from the story so the, the Trojan horse has been there for years, but Albert looked at it and distilled strategy and world creation and um, what's the last one? Technology. Technology out of that. Before you go, you were telling me of air about Joseph Campbell, is it? Exactly. Who was so trying just, to just, prove that all myths have one lesson. Joseph Campbell came up with a, the theory of the monomyth. So if you look at all all myths, they, they, there's one myth that covers all myths, and that is the fact that all myths tell the story of the journey that a human being must make to achieve a realization of who he or she is. Thank you very much, Dr. Nanada Zigansa from Kentucky, coming all the way, a regular listener of Springboard, coming to the studios to share the day with us. And Charlie, when you go back, Charlie, keep listening. Oh, this is your show. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university, and we just heard... The thoughts shared in the year 2018, the month of March, about the wooden horse of Troy. The truth about knowledge is that it is universal and it is timeless. And some of what we shared is even more relevant today than it was at the time it was shared. Let's continue the conversation on social media. But the big thing, the big news for all of us is that your strategy and the technology that you deploy must come together to give you some sustainable advantage to make it this year, especially considering the ravages of the year 2020 and the coronavirus pandemic. Let's stay together in this conversation next week as we continue to explore how to make it in this year 2021. So if you come your way again next week, my name is Albert Okran, thanking you on behalf of Team Springboard led by comfort and of course your superstition joy 99.7 fm we've been sponsored by mtn mtn pulse just be enterprise group enterprise your advantage umb bank umb speed up digi bank let's go and the access pension trust your reliable partner in pensions with support from the graphic communications group so we come away again god bless you god bless you and god bless you Good night.
Recently, the Lord took me to the place where he formed me. I believe that place. Sometimes you need to confuse the enemy and go in tongues. And this is your response to them.
Joy 99.7 FM. viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 